Hey friends, and welcome to the Moving Mountains podcast. Moving Mountains is a place to hear true stories of modern day miracles told by ordinary people just like you and me. My name is Paige, and I'm joined here in Alaska by my dear friends, Margaret and Bernadette, as we witness accounts of how God has worked in people's lives in big and small ways. As you listen to these stories of hope, answered prayers, and unexplained phenomena, we invite you to allow this space to inspire your faith and even to help you recognize the ways in which God is moving mountains in your own life. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back to Moving Mountains, our podcast. Um, we're, gosh, diving into season two, ladies. This is exciting. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I can't even, I don't even know what recording number we're on, but <laughs> we're moving right along. Um, we're at the end of season two now. Yeah. Oh, right. Oh, shit. <laughs> just kidding. No, but it's, no. Been, it's been such a blessing to be back with you all. Um, I was just reflecting this morning, thinking about just the beauty of God working in all these people's stories that we've had and how it's been unique to each person and whatever's going on in their life. And so, you know, that's how God is, right? We're each unique. And then he works in our lives uniquely and, and in ways that are, are special to us. So I'm excited for our guest today. Um, her name is Valerie and she has, I'm sure, a unique and beautiful story to share with us um, about how God has blessed her and worked in her life. So say hi, Valerie. Hello. Welcome. welcome. <laughs> Thank um, you for having then, me. Oh, of course. Before we get started, we have, as usual, our very important question, which I believe Paige has for us yes, today. Yes, so. I do. Very important. Um, okay, so Valerie, you'll answer first. Um, are you someone who has to eat breakfast in the morning, or are you someone who skips breakfast oh, in the morning? My. Mm-hmm. I am someone who skips breakfast. Uh, the only thing I have time for in the morning is lots of coffee, um, <laughs> but I am a big brunch girl. I love brunch. Mm. I love having the option of like sweet or savory. Yes. So um, like 11 o'clock, 11 a.m. is my like prime brunch lunch time. But first thing in the morning, I, I don't eat breakfast. So do you only eat <laughs> okay. two meals a day or do you have like brunch and then afternoon yeah, I do lunch, like second a lunch. super early lunch slash brunch. And then I eat dinner fairly early. I eat dinner at like 4.30 p.m. Oh, wow. And then I do like an evening snack and I'm in bed by eight. And I'm like, I'm ready to yes. sleep. Wow. So, your, your lifestyle yeah. is just like the intermittent fasting lifestyle. <laughs> Unintentionally. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. All right. What about you, Berna? I have to have breakfast. Um, especially while pregnant, (laughs) but yeah, I used to be like, I don't know, passive about breakfast, but these days it's pretty much like get up, have to eat first and then my day can get Mm -hmm. started. Mm -hmm. Um, part of that might be that for a while now, just with pregnancy, I haven't been able to have coffee consistently. Um, and then Mm -hmm. just having kids now, I, I have, like I'm a very light sleeper, so I've tried to cut mm. caffeine way down. So I can't like just have coffee for breakfast anymore. So maybe, <laughs> right. unfortunately, yeah, maybe that's, that's why good. I need actual food. But yeah, <laughs> I'm a breakfast person. What about you, Margaret? Well, it, there's been a shift recently. So I used to be get up and eat, um, but coffee is essential. So Valerie, I hear you. So that is what I start my day with, and then I make breakfast. And then my day starts with mass because I'm a youth minister, and so I go to church, and then I have I usually can't get my food in 
before mass because I don't get up early enough, <laughs> but I find that I actually don't want it. So I, mm. I prepare something for after mass at work. So I eat at like 10, 1030 and then lunch is one or two. And mm. so, yeah, everything's pushed back. You have brunch every day. Basically, <laughs> basically, but I will say dream life. Not that life. Yeah. <laughs> eggs are essential. Like mm-hmm. coffee is the first essential thing. And then I crave eggs. So that's pretty much in my breakfast every single day. So nice. yeah. or whatever you want to call it brunch. Yeah. I just saw this thing on Instagram about um, putting an egg yolk in your coffee. What? Have you guys heard of- it's Ugh. like really good for you. Of it's course, like the next step up above grass. Not even water. worth it. Does it cook while it's in your cup? Right. Cook the egg. That sounds good. <laughs> oh, okay. Kill two birds with one Is that what you there. do, Paige? Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. What's your answer? Um, okay. So before marriage, I was totally the same way as Valerie and Margaret. Um, it would be like coffee in the morning and like a granola bar or something like that. Um. And then I got married and Christiane is a huge breakfast person. And so that just kind of naturally made me a huge breakfast person. So much so that when we went to Rome, we were in Rome for two weeks. It was such a struggle for us because they don't have normal breakfast. They just have like croissants and pastries and like a tiny little cappuccino or espresso. <laughs> like, like by day three, we're like, we need meat. We need potatoes. Yes. <laughs> we need all the good stuff. So breakfast taco withdrawal. <laughs> yes. yes, very much so. We've like introduced all our Alaskan friends to breakfast tacos and it's been amazing. Good. We're never going back. Yeah. It's a must. <laughs> Isn't it funny how things seem to have changed? You know, it used to be, oh, you got to eat breakfast. It's the most important meal a day. And now they're mm-hmm. like intermittent fasting and okay, don't eat till 3 p.m. And it's just... It'll, yeah, it's always, <laughs> it'll yeah, change again and be like, oh no, we're back to breakfast. Yeah. It's super important. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just funny. Yeah. Well, it will be interesting to see what everyone else says on our poll on Instagram when yes, they vote will. for theirs. So look out for that. Um, otherwise, Valerie, could you give a little introduction of yourself and then you can just jump right into your story? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, Hi, my name is Valerie. Um, I I am a full-time Catholic artist and illustrator from Houston, Texas. Um, I've been creating art since 2018. I opened my shop in 2020, and I've been full-time selling my artwork since 2021. So it's been a wild journey, um, but I love what I get to do. Um, and before and that, I was a youth minister. Thank you. <laughs> um, before that, I was a youth minister for seven years. Um, and yeah, so it's just kind of crazy to think about how um, there was a time in my life where I didn't know what being Catholic meant. I didn't know who Jesus was. I didn't know a re- like a relationship with God the Father was possible. Um, I came from a split household in regards to faith. Um, My mom would make sure we're sitting in our same pews each Sunday. My dad did not like going to church at all. Um, And we never talked about the faith at home so that we wouldn't make my dad uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know what a relationship with Jesus looked like because I didn't see that in my parents. Um, So I would be like any other kid at mass um, kind of dazing off, not really paying attention. And it wasn't until 
high school, I was uh, leaving class one day and this cute guy that I had a huge crush on <laughs> asked me if I was going to Bible study that night. And I was taken aback because one, I didn't know he went to my church. And two, um, he asked me if I was going to Bible study. Um, <laughs> so I just remember thinking like, I've never wanted to go to Bible study before in my life. Like it's just not my scene. But I went home that day and begged my mom to drive me to church so that I could go to Bible study. I didn't tell her the <laughs> reason why, because I'm sure she would have hesitated a little bit. But um, she gave me a weird look like, OK, you want to spend your Wednesday night at the church <laughs> when you don't have to spend your Wednesday night at the church. Um, but she took me and I went and I was super nervous because I didn't know anybody. I didn't know what to expect um, or I thought what I would see would be a bunch of teens holding Bibles and praying rosaries and that's it. But um, I went and I saw a bunch of teens from my school that I also didn't know were Catholic and went to my church. And I saw the cute boy that had invited me and he's with his friends playing basketball. Um, but as the night started, um, we were led in like a praise and worship time and um, I had never seen kids my age really pray in that way. Um, and then they gave, you know, the youth ministers gave a talk. And um, just hearing someone speak so passionately about really anything in regards to the faith um, really intrigued me. So I started going week to week, whether the cute boy I had a crush on was there or not. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> right? <laughs> got more involved and then some of the new friends I had met invited me on my first retreat um, and I went and that was where I experienced adoration for the first time um, didn't know what it meant the youth minister said you know we're going to enter into a time of adoration and I looked to the person next to me and I just asked like what what is that what what am I to expect and she tried to explain to me like, oh, it's Jesus in the Eucharist. It's the true presence of Jesus. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. Um, so here's this like gold monstrance that walks in. And um, I don't know what I'm looking at, but what I am seeing are the teens around me just diving into prayer, mm. encountering something that I didn't know how to encounter. And it was right there where I really just asked God, like, Lord, if you are real, if you're present, if, if this is really you, like, help me to see it, help me to believe it, because I want to, mm -hmm. I just don't know how. Yeah. Um, and that just kind of opened up so many doors for me. Um, every moment since then was spent really just trying to get to know him, um, specifically in the Eucharist. It changed how I participated in mass. Um, and my mom could see it too. She's like, okay, like Valerie's a little different now. She she actually wants to be at church more than on Sundays. She wants to be on Wednesdays and she wants me to drop her off for a holy hour on a random Thursday afternoon. So um, as I was graduating high school, um, I was in a place where I did not know what I wanted to do with my life. I, All of my friends were going off to college and they all wanted to be teachers and doctors and engineers. And 
I'm like, I have no idea. I don't know what I want. I don't know what I could be. Um, and I just remember really struggling with that. But what I am grateful for is that my faith was still very new. And so I was clinging to that through all of the uncertainty. Um, so during that time, I started working as a preschool teacher while taking some classes at the community college. And I met a woman at the preschool. Her name um, is Dorothy. And she had been working at that preschool for over 30 years. Mm-hmm. And we would open the preschool together. And we would talk about our faith because I was this newly on fire Catholic and she was this like very faithful Baptist. And we would just talk about what it looks like to have a relationship with Jesus. And um, something she said really stuck with me. She said, you know, I regret never asking God, like, Father, what do you want me to do with my life? Like, how can I serve you? Um, because she realized that she had been working at this preschool for over 30 years. She did not feel called to be working there, but she also was too scared to go anywhere else. It's what she knew and she was comfortable. And I'm like 19 years old listening to this woman speak. And I just remember thinking like, I don't want to ever find myself in a place where I was just too scared to ask Mm -hmm. God, like, what do you want me to do with my life? Because I had no plans. I was worried about the future anyway. So, like, why not ask him? I mean, (laughs) he's never failed me. So why not ask him? Um, So that's when I really started to pray intentionally for just the future and whatever God wanted for me. And I would spend every available minute in adoration going to daily mass. Um, and about six months later, I was leaving daily mass and my youth minister pulled me aside and said, hey, we're opening this new position in youth ministry. Um, I know you have a job and I know you're going to school, but we think you'd be perfect. You love serving the teens. You love volunteering. Um, would you be interested in this? And I was shocked because one, I felt so underqualified. I didn't have a college degree. Um, I still felt like a baby in the faith. Like I was still learning so much and I'm like, there's no way, but I took a couple of days to pray on it. And I'm like, well, if I could spend my time more at church and serving and leading teens, then, um, yeah, like I could see myself doing that. So I quit my job at the preschool, started working at the church, Um, and when I, my first week there, I just had this feeling of like, this is where I'm needed, but this is also not where I'm going to be forever. Mm. And strangely enough, that didn't scare me. It was just like, okay, this is my next chapter. So, um, that started a seven year journey of working as a youth minister. Um, it started as a part-time job, moved to full-time started as an administrative assistant to associate director of youth ministry um, and just witnessing how God was using me through all of that, um, being able to help teens who also come with family backgrounds that aren't rooted in the Catholic church um, or with parents that aren't open to talking about the faith. Uh, And it was just beautiful to see how there was a season in my life where 
I didn't know where to go. I didn't know what God wanted from me. And then all I had to do was be open enough to ask. And the father was like, okay, this is what I want you to do. Um, and during that time, it was a couple years into youth ministry um, that I really started having this desire to create. It was a summer day in Texas. It was hot. It was <laughs> like no one wanted to be outside. Um, and like, I just I wanted. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's why I love Alaska. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but I just remember um, wanting to create. I wanted to paint. So I went to my local Hobby Lobby and I got a bunch of paint and canvases and paintbrushes. And uh, I started to paint. I didn't know what I was doing. I would search different YouTube tutorials on florals and how to paint calligraphy and all of these different things. And I just started practicing over and over and over again. Um, and I found a lot of joy in that. And I also found like a new little mission within my own heart of just wanting to create beauty that led people to the Father to the church, to the saints. Um, a couple of years of painting and practicing, I opened a little shop called Grace Painted where I would paint the covers of Bibles. And the whole mission behind that was us as humans, we're attracted to beautiful things. So if I paint the cover of this Bible, maybe it'll lead people to really want to dive into that Bible and read the word of God. Mm -hmm. uh, and I loved doing that um for a couple of years and I loved that I I had this like mission and I felt like God and I were like on a team working on this together um but about a year and a half in I realized that I was I mean business was good it was flowing but the my focus had I lost focus it was the whole business wasn't centered on my mission or on Christ, but really to monetize and make more money and grow into this, this bigger thing. Um, and I remember just venting to my roommate about it. And then suddenly these words come out of my mouth of like, I think I need to close my shop. I think I need to just tear it down. Um, she's like, why? I mean, you're still doing good work. You're still creating beauty. And I'm like, my heart's not focused on on the right thing anymore mm. and so the next day I just closed shop and I cried about it and was like I mm. thought this is what God wanted me to do and maybe I was completely wrong um and I boxed up all my paints and I like put them in the attic I'm like I don't want to paint anymore um, <laughs> being completely dramatic just like <laughs> done um, but I I still had this like creative desire um, to do something. So I took out my iPad and got my little Apple pencil and started uh, to teach myself how to draw digitally because one, it was a lot cleaner and, and easier to take with me anywhere I went. Um, and that quickly became my way of processing and conversing with the Lord. Um, I realized pretty early on that writing is not my gift. I've never been big on journaling. Um, my thoughts are always just out there, which I'm sure you'll be able to tell through this podcast. Like my brain is just, <laughs> woo. Um, but 
I, um, I would bring my, my journal or my iPad to adoration or to conferences or retreats. And I would sketch out the images that I had in my head or the way I would interpret my conversations with, with the father. Um, and I started sharing that little by little on Instagram just so that I had it all in one place and shared what I thought God would want me to share on there to share beauty and, and a place of, of peace in the social media world. Um, and surprisingly enough that grew very quickly and, um, the page definitely kind of blew up. Um, so it, that started all in 2018 and 2020, the world was shutting down. Um, youth ministry started to look very different. Um, and it was, it was May of 2020. So it was very early on, um, in the pandemic. I just felt that inkling, that call in my heart to start something new. And so that's when I decided to open up my online shop, um, to sell my artwork. Um, and soon after that, I, I got an offer to illustrate my first children's book, and then that led to something else. So very quickly, this art that I that I started with, um, I mean, just doodling on my own and conversing with the Lord grew into something a lot bigger um, to the point where I had to decide, is youth ministry still where I'm called to go or should I make this my mission? And I was scared because I had already tried opening up a little shop that ended up closing. But there was a, a piece in this decision um, that was just very evident and, and I couldn't shake away. It was like, no, this is definitely where you're supposed to go. And it, what, it's not going to be easy. Owning a shop is never easy. Starting a shop in 2020 is not easy. Mm-hmm. Um but it was uh, definitely something I felt called to do. And so then in 2021, I did leave my job um, in youth ministry to pursue this full time. And it's been amazing seeing how God's been providing through that as well, um, because I know nothing about owning a business. I know nothing about <laughs> business taxes. But um, a week after I left my job in youth ministry, I had someone contact me on Instagram saying, hey, I work with small businesses. I'm a CPA. If you ever need help with taxes, like, I'm here. I'm like, <laughs> wow. thank you, Jesus. I'm yeah. like, thank you, Lord. And so that guy's been my CPA for over two years now. And like, it's just been um, beautiful seeing how God's been providing and leading and reminding me that that he's very present and he's in this with me or more like I'm in this with him mm-hmm. um so yeah I mean that's essentially my story it's not like very big it's a bunch of tiny miracles of of just God showing me his providence and um yeah I don't know my brain's kind of everywhere so I'm <laughs> sorry for that no, that was beautiful. Thank you for sharing. Um, one of my questions is when you were doing your first shop with the Bibles mm-hmm. and then you felt, you know, I need to shut this down. 
Have mm. you ever felt like that with your new shop? Um, and like, mm. how did you, yeah, I guess, how did you discern um, that that shop needed to go um, yeah. for the reasons that you said? And then this shop, obviously it's still around, which is great. Yeah. But yeah, just, um, or yeah. So kind of like the discernment, but then also the attitude, like, was there a different attitude mm. going into it as well? Yeah. Um, I think right, like I with the first like shot all over. <laughs> yeah, no, you're good. You're good. Um, no, I, I think with the first shop, um, I went into it feeling very uncertain in like, should I be doing this? I don't know, but I felt good about like the mission and where my heart was at the time that I'm like, you know what, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go for it. Um, and so for a while, it was really good and just being able to paint and, and share Bibles with people all over the U.S. Um, but I quickly started to, one, not enjoy it as much and two, realize, like, what am I doing this for? I don't feel like I'm sharing in the mission. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I also feel kind of silly wanting to shut it down after only like a year and a half of being open. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it did take a lot of, in a way, like it happened fairly quickly because one minute my shop is open and I'm promoting. And the next day I like post on Instagram saying the shop will no longer be active. <laughs> um, but it was more just like a very clear message from, from God. Like I just felt it in my heart, like, this is what you're supposed to do. And there's been very few moments where I just hear that clarity. Um, so it's like, there's no reason for me to question it. I'm like, I'm obviously not enjoying it as much as I used to anymore. I am iffy about closing it, but I feel like God's calling me to do it. So that's what I'm going to do. So then going into this shop, um, I was very hesitant at first because I'm like, I don't want the same thing to happen again. But at the same time, I felt more confident in the art that I was creating and where I felt God wanted to take it. Um, Just having zero expectations and telling myself, like, if I open this shop and the Lord calls me to close it after a year and a half again, I've done it before. I'll do it again. Like, that's been there done that not even worried about it um but then also being more mature and conscious and like everything that I do within within this business and within the art that I create um just discerning everything um a lot of the artwork that I create now does stem from prayer and my conversations with the father and so just being able to to create that and then kind of leave it at the foot of the cross and being like, okay, Lord, this is yours. This is everything that I have. Um, I'm just trusting that you're going to take care of it. And I don't know, this time around, I just feel like this, this was the door that I was supposed to walk through. Um, And I was supposed to leave youth ministry. And the same way I felt when I entered youth ministry, like, I don't know if I'm going to do this forever, but I'll do it for as long as the father wants me to that's kind of where I'm at with my shop as well is like, I think this will go, this will be around for a while, but I also know that one day it'll close and I'll just wait to see what the next thing is. 
Um, I think it also helps that I'm not a planner. I'm very just, <laughs> okay, Father, I'll go where you want me to go. Very go with the flow. Um, and I know not everyone is like that. My roommate is like, you're insane because she's very like, needs a schedule, needs a plan, needs to know what's going on. And I'm just like, whatever, whatever well, happens, happens. I actually love that about your story because, yeah. you know, for people listening, especially people in the younger generations right now, mm-hmm. Um, there's almost this like illusion that you should know what your Mm -hmm. life is going to look like Mm -hmm. or what you're passionate about, you know, so much focus on find your passion versus, you know, find a way to support yourself and be Mm -hmm. open to the, you know, what possibilities will show up. And what I really love about your story is that we can see where you are now and yes, acknowledge, like, Mm -hmm. it's not like you've arrived, you have the rest of your life to live, but we can see where you Mm -hmm. are with this beautiful art shop. Um, and, um, it's so successful. And I, I have to say Paige introduced me to like, it was the first time I'd come across it and I couldn't believe it. Yeah. But anyway, um, it's, we just see where you are now. And then we hear all the way at the beginning of your story, you're just this kid who's kind of like found some faith and you have mm-hmm. no idea. You don't know what mm-hmm. you want to do going into college. Yeah. Not even um, allowed to like talk about the faith at home. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, you know, just reflecting on your story, like you said, maybe it's not this, you know, one big miraculous event, but I really love how it displays the way that the Lord works in our life step by step. Mm -hmm. And he has to take us through so many things that yes, you could label as that thing failed or it didn't work out or whatever. Yeah. But really each step of the way is so important in our formation. And, you know, for you to have this art shop Mm -hmm. and to be in such peace around it, he probably wanted you to be in ministry for seven years and he probably wanted right. you to open up a shop before um, and probably work through anything that was in the way of just doing it all for him and mm-hmm. for a mission. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I really love, you know, just hearing every step of the way, the words, the circumstances that impacted you along the way, mm-hmm. the steps that you decided to take um, that led from one thing to the next. And then, have you speaking with us today from this place of peace. And Mm -hmm. it's also a place of success because, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the Lord has a plan for each of our lives and he wants us to be able to use the talents and the gifts that he uniquely formed Mm -hmm. in each of us. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, for anybody, especially younger, who's listening right now, the fact of the matter is the way that it works isn't like, oh, you have these artistic skills, you're going to grow up. And when you move out of your parents' house, you're going to go to school and then open up the shop and it's all going to be great. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. you no, know, the Lord actually takes us through the learning process and the steps yeah. because there's so much more than just finding what you want to do with your life. Mm-hmm. Um, all the background work and experience that happens is so much more important. So I really mm-hmm. love that about your story. Like you said, it's those yeah. small revelations from the Lord and just like the miracle of reflecting on how he uses the winding path of our lives to Mm -hmm. lead us to him. And, and I think it's cool to like realize that like, he's not done working, you know, like I mentioned before how my dad doesn't go to church at all. Um, And when I started working for the church in youth ministry, um, he was not excited about it. He's like, (laughs) you're going to school, you should be a pharmacist, you should make some money, like, what are you doing with your life? And then he was 
extra surprised when I left my job in ministry to become a full-time artist. Because <laughs> that was just like never something that I really opened up and talked about with him um, because I didn't think he would be receptive. Um, but now, like even just a couple weeks ago, um, I had just gotten back from, from a big conference and he's like, how was it? And sharing my experience and um he's he said you know it's really amazing to me that you've found something that really makes you happy Hmm. Um, and I'm like yeah I mean it does it does make me happy and he's like I see that joy and that peace that you have and and obviously like you're successful so I don't know how you became successful but (laughs) (laughs) he's just very like curious as as to what I'm doing and um and so I just sat with him and I showed him some of my art pieces that again never really done he doesn't have social media so it's not something that he would just casually stumble upon um and then he was like you know while you were at this conference I I watched the the funeral of of Pope Benedict and um, it's just really like incredible to see like how the church does this and this. And I'm just sitting there like, I've never heard my father talk about the church. Um, so I was like, yeah, tell me more about it, dad. And, um, then he started talking about, um, Padre Pio, like, cause apparently after the funeral, the, the TV channel did a whole thing on Padre Pio. And he was like, did you know this about Padre Pio's life? And I'm like, tell me more, dad. So it's just really like, amazing to see how God is working through that relationship because it's something that I struggled with for so long as I got closer into my faith and knowing that it's not something that I can talk about with my dad and now being able to like walk with him in that um I don't know I'm just like very excited like I'm like however long the journey takes is however long the journey takes I'm just excited to be a part of it and um just realizing like there's always hope there's still hope like there's still hope for my dad there's still hope for anyone else out there that is in your life that you so badly want to bring closer to Jesus mm-hmm. and maybe they're a little hesitant or resistant like there's always hope you know we're not gone yet so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah and by doing it's something that you're so passionate about you're being a witness to mm-hmm. your dad and yeah. you know all of us who have things that we're passionate about that we invite the lord into whether we realize it or not, we're being witnesses to mm-hmm. random people that might see us or people who are really close to us who might not have faith like we have right. faith. So that's really beautiful. Yeah. That is, oh, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, much <of> this, <laughs> so much of this resonates with me and even my mm-hmm. mini miracle relates. But um, Valerie, I just wanted to go back to the beginning of your story for a second mm-hmm. and think about the power of the invitation of that guy. Mm-hmm. Because he was bold enough to invite you. And that seems to me that it was a catalyst. And I think sometimes yeah. we're afraid to invite people. I know that I struggle like, what if they say no? Okay. Well, what if they say no? Mm-hmm. But what if they say yes? Yeah. And this is the journey for them towards Jesus. Yeah. And then potentially, you know, probably many of those kids you encountered and now hopefully your dad, it's just like a domino effect of constantly mm-hmm. saying yes and saying yes and saying yes. Yeah. Um, a lot of what you talked about resonated with me because I was also the, the 18 year old who I'm going to be a nurse. I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to be an engineer. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to study 
interior design and then I change it to ge geography and everyone's like, what are you going to do with that? And I said, I have no idea. I just know I love it. <laughs> and I mm -hmm. am the planner to a point, but it's, it got to be this thing where I fell into ministry, but I wasn't, I wasn't working in it. I just volunteered, mm -hmm. but somebody invited me. Somebody yeah. said, I think you would be great at this. And you know, you said, I'm not qualified. I, I was like, I'm not qualified. I don't have the mm -hmm. skills for this yet. God has equipped us in a way we didn't even realize. Mm -hmm. And when right. I took this job, you know, 20 years after starting in ministry, I remember my dad said something so profound. He said, you know, I was like, dad, I don't feel qualified. And he's like, that's perfect. Cause God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies mm -hmm. the people who are willing. Mm -hmm. And I was just mm -hmm. like, whoa, dad, like mm -hmm. that was powerful. Um, so I can just yeah. see that he did that, did that same thing with you. Mm -hmm. um, and it was just constant, you know, that constant, um, I don't know, desire or, or plan, mm, not plan, but you want you, he, he fulfilled this thing and then you saw it. And so you're like, okay, God, you're going to take care of me. Mm -hmm. You're going mm -hmm. to provide for me. And I think it was very bold of you to close that shop. But I loved what you said about the fact that, okay, this wasn't glorifying God the way it needed to be or however you worded that. Mm -hmm. It was like, okay, yeah. if we're not doing it for him, it's really actually not worth and it. And I'm not actually enjoying mm -hmm. it. Right. Mm -hmm. right. Um, also another thing that you said um, earlier in season one, I actually shared this story of beating my husband. And mm -hmm. um, one of the things that was so central to that was leading up to the Lord being able to place that into my life was I was at a time where I was like, I am no longer going to live a life that does not align with my highest values and commitments in any way. And then I had to look at the flip side of like, well, what does living that life look like? And one mm -hmm. of the things I was doing was just going to daily mass and going to adoration all the time. Um, mm -hmm. And so when you said that in your story too, again, I just, that really resonated with me. And I wanted to bring it up again for our listeners is that you know, it's not just being open. It's also looking mm -hmm. at how, you know, what are the steps that I actually can take on my end for the Lord to come into that opening? Right. Because right. we can say like, okay, God, I'm open and then be distracted all the time right. and not really making mm -hmm. time for a relationship with him. Um, But, you know, and it's, again, it's not like, it was just the grace of God at that time that he drew me into the sacraments. And I'm so grateful mm -hmm. for that. But it was just cool because it sounds like that same thing with you opened up the door for him being able to just call you step by step. Um, yeah. And so a question that I have for you is, you know, obviously, besides going to the sacraments and mm -hmm. going to prayer all the time, do you have any mm -hmm. advice for any listeners who, you know, may have resonated with any part of your story, but mm -hmm. especially to those in younger generations who are wondering, like, what is my purpose? Um, whether yeah. it's like, what do I want to do for my college degree or where do I want to work after college or I can't find a job, you know, whatever, but yeah, take yeah. me advice. Um, I would say just conversing with the Lord, like taking it a step further than like, um, oh, I'm going to pray about it, but really like getting to know the father, the way he wants you to know him. Um, and taking discernment on a whole other level as well like realizing okay what do i desire for my life like what do i want and if you know what you want bring that to the father and be like lord this is this is my desire if it's in your will here it is if you don't know what you want just be like here lord i don't really know what i want for my life but i know that i love you and i know that you'll take care of me so take me 
just being in, in this season of surrender, I guess, like any, any ideas that you may have for your life or any desires that, that you think you want, just surrendering them completely to the father. Um, and I think the best way to do that is getting to know him as your father, um, being able to trust him and, and really know him. Um, so getting to know him in the word, praying consistently, just having that mindset of like, if I really want to know him, if I really want to trust him, then I need to make the time to, to know him and trust him. So. And he will guide us, right? It's mm-hmm. you know, a lot of my adult journey was very non-traditional and I felt like everybody's doing this, but I'm doing this. And, you know, I still feel mm-hmm. that way sometimes where I'm like, yeah. Hey God, my journey looks very different, but honestly, all of our journeys look very different. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was, you know, the things that led me to ministry in the, in the moment didn't really seem to make a ton of sense. It's like, okay, why, yeah. why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. You know, like looking back, but ultimately it prepared me perfectly for this job, you know, and I, I couldn't mm-hmm. see it. I couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. And I wasn't miserable necessarily, mm-hmm. but I was kind of just floundering trying to figure out where my gifts were. And so I, I just, I think what you said is perfect. It's like, we just need to go mm-hmm. to God. And we also have to understand that where we are in the journey is probably just a step towards this thing that he's leading us to. Mm-hmm. And it's not a waste of time or, yeah. you know, we're not worthless because we're not, we don't have a PhD and we're not working mm-hmm. as a, you know, CEO of a company by a certain age. It's, it's really ultimately doing what God wants us to do in our lives and then being the light mm-hmm. for everybody else. So mm-hmm. I just think you said that really yeah. well. And like someone who also has a desire to, I don't know, be a small business owner might look at you mm-hmm. and say, how did she do that? Yeah. And so jealous might feel defeated, you know, that sure. the social media right. issue that can happen where you compare um, in a way mm-hmm. that, I mean, comparison, you're, you're always winning or losing. It's not helpful. Right. Um, but that's right. what I love about your story is like, well, yeah, she's here now. This is her current state of life. It might be different mm-hmm. in a year, five years, 10 years, but also right. this is a woman who was a youth minister for seven years mm-hmm. and that might not be your calling either, but Mm-hmm. Um, just trusting that whatever the path looks like, just actually shifting the focus from trying so hard to figure it out mm-hmm. to a place of trust mm-hmm. and, um, knowing there's so much possibility in the Lord actually yeah. creates such a difference. And, um, you know, when you have that narrow vision of the pressure and the negativity around it, it actually closes so many doors that you don't even mm-hmm. notice are there. Um, but when you just, lean back, trust in the Lord and open up to him. You'll be surprised at what opens up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Paige, yeah. do you have any thoughts? Yeah. Um, I don't have any thoughts on that, but I do have a question. <laughs> um, one of my questions is, and this might be hard to answer, but maybe not. Do you, of all of the pieces that you have made, do you have one that you like really resonate with or that just like really touched you slash is your favorite? Um, and if yes, what was your prayer in creating that and your process mm-hmm. in creating that specific piece? Mm-hmm. That's hard because there's a lot. And I think it also depends on what season I'm in because there's certain pieces where I just remember creating them and thinking like, oh my gosh, this is the, my favorite piece ever. I just really resonate with it. And then in a couple seasons later, it's like, no, this is my favorite. No, this is my favorite. Um, Lately, I've I've just had this like new and renewed fire and love for the Eucharist, and um, I did a piece of 
like a monstrance and you can kind of see Jesus's face coming out of the, the monstrance. Um, just as, as this like beautiful reminder of his presence and how he chooses to, to be with us. Um, and then another piece that I love is this like series I did on St. Joseph and just him being a father. Um, I, I really learned a lot about St. Joseph during the year of St. Joseph mm-hmm. and um, just meditating and reflecting on his fatherhood especially coming from a place where I had a a difficult relationship with my own dad. Mm -hmm. So just being able to, to reflect on him, fathering Jesus, um, being there when he was born, teaching him how to walk, um, holding him when, when Mary's napping, just like being the father. Um, So I think those two pieces are, are two that are just very, very close and dear to my heart. Um, one is just Jesus in the Eucharist and the other is Joseph being a father showing us that that human side of fatherhood that that God desires for us to see and experience and to feel yeah that's really beautiful yeah that's awesome and I know exactly which pieces you're talking about and those are really beautiful pieces (laughs) yeah (laughs) I'm so excited to go check out your shop and look through all the art now and I yeah, yeah like I they were just showing me some pieces before we recorded. Like, oh my gosh, these are amazing. And so um, yeah. very excited to. Well, and it's so funny because I think last week we were having um, lunch with some friends and they were asking like, oh, who do you have lined up for season two? And and so we're starting to name the people that we had scheduled recordings mm-hmm. with. And um, I said, oh, you, do you know Pax Valerie? And one of our friends is like, yes. And Bernadette's like, <laughs> I've never heard of her before. That's so cool that you know who she is. Yeah, our friends who we were with was like couldn't believe it. So yeah, yeah. thank you so much. That's for awesome. Really. <laughs> you, you have clearly impacted so many people with your artwork, mm-hmm. and hopefully, listeners, if you have never heard of Valerie or seen her artwork, you will go look her up immediately. Stop what you're doing. Pause the podcast. <laughs> it's Pax Valerie on Instagram. Pax. Correct. Yeah, it's pax.valerie. Yeah. We'll okay. put it in the show notes. We'll tag you yep. on Instagram. Yeah. 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 So check <laughs> her out, buy her artwork. <laughs> um, yeah. Thank you so much for sharing your story. It's just a beautiful witness to hear, you know, the, the way that God uses every little step of our lives mm-hmm. and just leads us when we're open to his, um, to his calling. Mm-hmm. So um, I thank am going to transition into our mini miracles. So this is the part where we just like to end at the end of our episodes. Um, sorry, I repeated myself. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we'd like to share something from the past week or just recently that either could be a miracle experience um, that we witnessed or heard about in our lives, but it could also just be something positive or uplifting from the past week, um, something that you enjoyed or that you just want to share with listeners, like a good song or a good book. Um, So you can go last and have some time to think about it. Um, Margaret, would you like to start? Sure. So I'm, I'm excited to share this. Um, Having been in ministry, most of us, we understand that sometimes the job feels mm, like you can't see the fruit Mm. and you know, it's, it's a lot of work and it's beautiful work and it's wonderful work. And I love it. Um, But every once in a while, you need that nugget, right? You need that little, like, Mm -hmm. the parent who's like, oh, my kid really loves youth group or whatever it is. Anyway, 
uh, one of my teens um, has a very close friend. She's known most of her life. And I think it was a couple days ago. She's, she came up to me and she's like, I have some questions. And I said, sure. And she's like, my best friend is not happy in her life. And she has seen so much joy in my heart. And she wants to learn about being Catholic. And I was just like, <laughs> I, I had this feeling this would happen because I met her. And anyway, I just, I, who knows what's going to happen. But I was like, Lord, that is you working through this girl. Like she is, has been a light to this girl. And so I'm just, obviously praying that there's fruition there and that um, everything comes through, but just the fact that she's expressing a desire. So when you were talking about your dad, Valerie, I was like, Oh man, you know, we never know who we're impacting, you know, and just, just walking the journey towards the Lord leads other people to him. So that's my story. So beautiful, Margaret. Amazing. Um, Okay. So we are two other friends myself were throwing a last minute baby shower for one of our very good friends. And the reason it's last minute is because they're a military couple. Mm. They're leaving for five months. They're giving, she's giving birth to her baby like while they're gone. And she just found this out. It wasn't planned. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. If you're a military spouse, you know, yeah. so you're leaving tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, basically. So, um, her husband, he got shipped out basically. And, we thought that she was going to be going with him. And then she was like, Oh no, actually I'm staying for three more weeks. So two of my friends and I are like, okay, we're throwing you a baby shower. Like, why would we not throw you a baby shower? So we're just like, okay, this is so last minute, but whatever, we'll get it done. And we're like making our shopping list and, you know, trying to get things ordered on Amazon, which is not two day delivery to Alaska, even <laughs> if you're prime. Um, so I was like, okay, let me see what I can do. And I find stuff on Amazon and it's like, oh yeah, it'll be delivered a week before the date. This is like last week, basically. And I'm like, is this serious? And then it came within maybe three days, yes. which was wow. incredible. Um, awesome. And then we're thinking about, okay, what, what's all the food we're going to get? And I know inflation is happening everywhere, but in Alaska, it is really hurting because our prices all, are already high because everything gets barged up to Alaska. So we walk into Costco and I'm just like panic attack. Yeah. (laughs) What? I was like, maybe milk is cheaper here. No, it's like five 50 a gallon at Costco right now. Yeah. It's just painful. Um, so I'm just kind of, I'm not like stressing about it, but I'm like, okay, this is, you know, this is something we want to do for our friend and we're going to make it work. And, um, the mother of, her husband of our friend's husband. Um, she, we invited her to help us plan. And she mm-hmm. was like, I really hope that I'm not offending anyone here, but I would love to pay for everything. Oh, and she's like, <laughs> you girls are young. You're starting your families. And, and she's like, I like, I hope I'm not offending you, but I would just love to take care of all of it. Like buy what you have to buy. And then I will reimburse you. And mm-hmm. so my friends and I are like, Oh my gosh, this is incredible. <laughs> and I went to Costco yesterday to get all the stuff. And I was like tearing up as I was Aww. checking out because it was not a cheap receipt. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I was just so thankful for his mom and just that she's taking care of all of it. And just like her love for her daughter-in-law mm-hmm. and their baby. And yeah, so that was my mini miracle because it. it was just like so much love, but then also just like so much saving. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, for taking that yeah. stress. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. What about you, Berna? 
So the one I'm going to share this week, I guess normally I share stories from my own life, but I'm sharing one of my husband's stories. Mm. Um, and he was working one of his shifts last week in the hospital and he had um, a patient who is uh, an older gentleman who was dying. And um, on one of the days of his shift, it just became very apparent, like, okay, your time to go is coming very quickly. Mm. And so he was talking with his patient and his patient's wife. And they said, we, uh, he actually decided he really wanted to get baptized before dying. Mm. Um, it was kind of like a last mm. minute. Wow. Okay. But if, you know, faced with that reality of death, he decided he wanted to get baptized. And my husband said, I, yes, I'm happy to call a pastor. Um, they're Christian. He wanted to be baptized in some type of Christian denomination. I'm not sure which, um, not Catholic, but just, and I'm sorry if, if you can hear in the background, my, my son is screaming. So <laughs> anybody who's listening, that's the squeaking, um, the gift of new life while discussing the, the reality of passing. Mm. But anyway, uh, my husband was just like, yes, I'm going to get on this immediately, but you might not actually last long enough for somebody to get here. Wow. And so my husband offered to baptize him and he said, yes. And so my husband did his first like emergency baptism with a patient. And it was just so cool because you know, we're Catholic, but it just, you know, it really, it really doesn't matter in that moment. Mm -hmm. We just believe in God and Amen. believe in his grace and the sacrament of baptism. So he, Trinity. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what a gift. And so he was able to baptize that patient and he did end up passing away. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that, you know, just like those small moments of grace, it, really meant a lot to my husband and to his patients. Um, yeah. And just as a side note, this is also like, I guess another like mini miracle because it, it really is unexpected to me, but my husband has never, he, whenever he has patients who are going through a really hard time or facing the reality of death, he always asks if they want him to pray with them. And he's never had someone say no ever. Mm. And so it just, you know, again, we talk so much about how God uses suffering mm -hmm. and one of the ways that it helps us detach from this world mm -hmm. and uh, be open to the life beyond that we are actually made for. So yeah, that's my mini miracle wow. of the week. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's so powerful that for Kyle and man, just for that, for the soul of that man, right. that when Kyle, mm -hmm. God willing gets to heaven, <laughs> he will be able to like meet that man yeah. there. Because yeah. he was freshly baptized. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Cool. So, wow. What about you, Valerie? Well, um, <laughs> earlier this week, I found out that there's a recall on my car. <laughs> and so there's several pieces that they have to fix or change and whatever. And so I have to take it to the dealership and they're going to have it for, he said, four to six days. And I'm like, that's great. Um, and I was worried at first because I have several different meetings around town this week. And I'm like, I don't want to have to cancel everything. Um, but then my, my brother calls me and we're just catching up on life and stuff. And I told him about my, my car and he's like, well, Hey, like, I don't really have anywhere to go. You're welcome to use my car or I can drive you. And I'm Aww. like, that is so sweet. And then my roommate she's like well I work from home on these days so you're welcome to, to take my truck and I'm like man 
God provides, you know, like (laughs) there's just like nothing to worry about. My car is going to get fixed. And because it was recalled, it's free, which is nice. But um, just it's like I worried for maybe like two seconds. And then God was like, don't even don't even worry about it. Don't even waste your time worrying about it. So, yeah, like the Lord's providence once again. Coffee. Just just relax. I got this. You don't even have a chauffeur. It sounds like your brother said he'd drive you. I know. It's like, drive me. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And how many times, you know, like the Lord is just so good and patient with us because how many times things like that happen and we are so dramatic and catastrophize and then realize like, oh, you know, in the end, I mean, all of us are still alive. Most things end up working out somehow. So yeah, I think that also just speaks to like the peace that you have in general in your life right now, (laughs) trusting in the Lord. Which makes sense that your Instagram handle is Pax Valerie. Yep. (laughs) Because Mm -hmm. Pax is Latin for peace. Yes. (laughs) Yep. Love it. All right. Yep, well, exactly. Valerie, we're done here. Um, <laughs> um, um, but in all seriousness, with that being said, um, I'm going to lead us in a closing prayer. So in the name of the Father and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, thank you so much for the time together today and for the gift of Valerie joining us and sharing her story of discernment throughout her life. And we just ask that you would continue to bless her work and her artwork and the way that it touches people's lives. And to please bless our listeners who heard her story today and are reflecting on what she has shared, please just give us all the, all the courage to trust you and to lean back and to discern um, through prayer and through relationship with you. Just draw us closer to you. And um, we ask all of this through your most holy name and your blessed mother. Um, and we just ask that she would wrap her mantle around all of us women here and just help us to continue living out our own missions and messages that you have been calling us to in our lives. Amen. 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 In the name of the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Venerable Fulton Sheen. Pray Pray for us. us. Pray for us. Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much for having me. Absolutely. See you guys next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Moving Mountains podcast. If you have a miracle story to tell, please call our hotline at 412-449-9609. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at Moving Mountains Podcast AK. We encourage you to subscribe, leave us a rating and review, and share our podcast with others. We'll see you next time.